0: Welcome to episode number 203, Alone in the Chapel. Have you ever felt different? Have you ever felt like you don't belong? Do you have only a few friends and even fewer deep relationships? Do you struggle to fit into your ward, your school, your community, and sometimes even your family? Do you feel isolated, even surrounded by good people and friends? Are you far more comfortable at home than anywhere else? You are not alone in your feelings. I admit to having very few close relationships. I can count on one hand the number of relationships I would consider deep and lasting in my life. I have moved wards and places more times than I care to mention throughout my life, and admittedly every ward I have encountered has felt different and strange, almost as though I didn't belong. Now those who know me and are listening might find that comment strange. I mask my feelings pretty well. This doesn't mean that I didn't develop relationships and friendships, and this doesn't mean that those people in those wards were not wonderful people. And I consider many individuals as friends, but I admit I failed regularly at developing those close relationships that last a lifetime and longer. And I have often wondered why I personally feel so isolated among such good people. Why is it I feel like an outsider? everywhere I go. How can one feel so isolated in a room full of people working literally towards Zion? The natural inclination for me was to say that I just lived in unique places with unique communities and wards. However, you can only say that so many times before you begin to think that it might not be the different places and people, and that the unique one might be you, Until recently, I have never quite understood why I felt like I didn't fit into a group of people, why I struggled to create deep relationships, why I have never felt normal around really any group of individuals. Now, the first thing I realized is that I certainly couldn't blame my past experiences. I grew up in a wonderful location in the Pacific Northwest with wonderful people and a good ward and community. I attended public schools, I did well academically. I didn't suffer abuse or any serious difficulties during my youth that would be considered problematic. Like Nephi, I was raised by good parents and a wonderful church community. Yes, I did have serious anxiety and then bipolar difficulties during that time frame, and, of course, it is easy to blame everything on the illness. But for me, that didn't fully answer the question. Yes, I had mental health issues. Yes, they affected my life and social skills. But I couldn't understand why I felt so different from others. I've struggled with this problem probably in my entire life, even when I have spent significant time attempting to correct it, until more recently when I discovered something about how we interact with other people and how we come to feel connected and included. Now, If you've listened for any period of time to my podcast, you will hear me say a couple of idioms that I particularly like. The first is, is that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, And the second is birds of a feather flock together. The first idiom speaks more to the idea that we build our view of the world and our genetics from our parents and other closely related individuals, and that is important when considering mental health from a genetics and cultural coping standpoint, but that is for another time. The second idiom is what I want to relate to our inability to connect with other people and feel so isolated. The idea of birds flocking together is often a reference to the idea that our mind tends to connect with people with whom we have shared experiences. We also tend to connect with people who are of a similar educational, financial, and cultural background, meaning simply that our mind looks for people like ourselves to share a connected experience. If you think about the relationships you do have, you will often share a host of similar experiences, backgrounds, cultural ideals, and life events. We naturally gravitate towards people with whom we can bond over our life experience. That is what our brain understands and knows. I've said this many times, our brain does not like the unknown. When we meet people significantly different from ourselves, our brain struggles to fill in the blanks. The greater the divide in the experience and culture, the greater the difficulty for the brain to comprehend and to fill in those blanks. If we bond with someone who shares a great deal of our own culture and experience, our brain already has our personal experiences and information to fill in those blanks. We naturally distance ourselves from the unknown because our brain is naturally built that way. It is easier for the brain to use its limited computing power when it already has a history built that it can use. Now You can call this a relationship bias. You can actually call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter in the sense that you are simply stating the natural tendency of the mind. What is important is that you understand how the mind works its magic. One of the most important elements the mind considers when it works through its process of deciding who and how to bond with in a relationship is what's called emotional connection. Actually, this is probably one of the most important indicators of whether you feel comfortable with someone or not. Emotional connection contains several elements but the most important is a shared emotional experience. A shared emotional experience means that two individuals share a common emotional journey in life or at least a portion of that life. For instance, two individuals who have lost a child will bond over that experience even when the children might have passed away by different means. They will bond over the emotion of the experience rather than specific details. And you find this in a variety of experiences and emotions throughout life. The truth is, the more aligned your emotional experience is to the other person, the greater the bond will likely be. In fact, emotional experiences can and often do outweigh some of the other feathers, such as genetics and even culture. People with very different backgrounds going into a war will often experience a deep bond, not because they share similar backgrounds or cultures, but because of the emotional bonding that occurs when two or more individuals face a similar traumatic experience. Trauma shared together can create deep and lasting bonds of friendship and concern for another individual. It is the emotion of the experience, not necessarily the experience itself that causes this connection. So now let's consider someone's emotional connection when they are affected with mental or emotional health difficulties that have been more long-term in their lives. Mental and emotional health problems color every experience with a unique set of emotions. When you struggle with mental health, your emotional experience at something as simple as a church meeting can and often will be very different than most people. The truth is, is that your emotional experience with every experience, small, large, simple, or complex, in life will be very different than most people you will possess a very unique set of emotions that are not shared by most people. In fact, most of your experiences will not be emotionally similar to others who shared the same event. This emotional difference caused by your illness is one of the major factors in feeling isolated, different, and excluded. Not only are your emotional responses significantly different, but your brain will struggle to comprehend what others feel. When this occurs, you feel emotionally isolated, even when you are surrounded by individuals who care for you. When you feel this isolation, it can be difficult, very difficult, to feel loved, included, or part of a group. When you don't feel connected by similar emotions, life can feel very isolating. Now, this feeling of isolation can and does bleed into every relationship, including spousal, familiar, and even our relationship with the Savior. Not only do we feel isolated, but our emotional state often causes us to retreat into a self-care mode. When you are suffering through an episode, developing relationships is not going to be your first priority. So in addition to feeling isolated, we tend to isolate ourselves physically. So now our isolation feels both very physical and emotionally real. And to add to our already struggling mind and heart, our relationships often break down because we spend so much time in self-care and feelings of isolation. It is not that we don't desire relationships. It is that we cannot maintain them easily. It takes a very unique friendship and a person to maintain a relationship with someone who feels isolated and often isolates themselves due to self-care needs. Generally speaking, Most relationships work on a reciprocal basis, meaning that we get out of a relationship what we put into it, because the other person in the relationship tends to reciprocate our efforts. So we have a great deal of obstacles working against us as we build relationships. Now, I have experienced this most of my life. It has been rare to find someone who understands mental health issues and has had similar experiences to mine. So naturally, I have had few close relationships beyond my wife. What has helped me to understand is to understand the why, to understand the mechanics of the brain. Understanding why I feel the way I do and why I struggle with relationships has actually been eye opening in many ways. The first thing I've noticed is that I don't feel quite as isolated. Filling in the why question with a solid answer, as that's the way the brain works, has provided genuine relief upon my mind. I feel better about the relationships I do have and maintain, although I admit that feeling better about the problem and finding a true solution are two different objectives. Because the mind is built in a particular way to specifically search for common emotional ground, the solution requires, let's call it retraining of the mind. The first thing that the mind must begin to understand is that different doesn't need to feel isolating. When you understand that everyone is likely to be different from you on an emotional level, then you can train the mind to think in different ways about your relationship. You can allow for those differences and use what connection you do have emotionally to feel less isolated. You can recognize that most individuals will never fully understand what you feel. Rather than feel as though a group or individual is isolating you, you can understand that you are and will be different emotionally. And that their seeming isolation is really your mind telling you that you don't share many emotional experiences with them. That is okay and understandable. While the mind is built to naturally tell you that you don't share limited experience, it doesn't stop you from building a relationship. Will that relationship be limited in some ways? Probably so. That is natural to our minds. But understand the natural tendencies of the mind provides opportunities to close that isolation gap you feel and to bond with individuals in different ways. The key is to recognize that isolating feeling for what it is. Isolation is your mind telling you that you don't share many common emotional experiences with the people around you. That the person in the relationship is not trying to isolate you. Their mind is just working in the same way. Their mind is telling them that you don't share many emotional experiences. When both people understand this, then the isolating feeling on both sides tends to drop dramatically over time. However, it does take time and recognition for the mind to accept a new perspective, especially within relationships. One difficulty I have noticed with my feelings of isolation is that it tends to bleed over into every relationship, And that includes my two most important relationships, that of my Savior and of my wife. When when we feel isolated, or when I feel isolated emotionally, and we spend significant time in self-care mode, our isolation can create significant walls and barriers. When we feel isolated from other relationships, it can tend to cause effects upon our relationship with the Savior. It is not a matter of choice that we do this. It is a matter of the mind and feelings of isolation running through all of our relationships. This can and does create a barrier to feeling those accepting, merciful, and loving feelings extended to us by the Savior. We can feel unworthy when we are not. We can feel as though we are not loved when which is actually not true. We can feel that perhaps others are more important to the Savior than ourselves, which is again not true. These feelings are simply a coloring of our relationship with the Savior promoted by those feelings of isolation. When most of the people you meet do not share your emotional experiences, it can lead one to feeling as though the Savior does not understand what we feel. Again, not true, but as I have stated before, what we feel is often what we experience as truth. Now, normally, in this stage of my podcast, I would provide some type of remedy or at least some good advice, but I admit to being more in the middle of this problem than having passed through it. I still struggle with relationships, and my wife can tell you that. I still struggle at times with the feelings of acceptance, even from the Savior. Yes, I understand that it is a problem of the natural mind because of my past experiences with mental health, but that only provides some understanding and comfort. Now, I know that the path through it is to rework my understanding and to acknowledge my feelings of isolation for what they are. Yet, I am still in the midst of that process. And while I understand some small ideas about it and what to do, I admit to having limited experience. I do know that one small thing can help in the process because I have experienced it. When you build your first deep relationship with the Savior, you can build upon that relationship to create others. Even when you build a good relationship with the Savior, there again will be times when you are going to feel isolated, unworthy, and, and excluded due to mental health emotions and you should expect those feelings as false as they are as you build that relationship with time understanding and emotional connection you will begin to expand into developing relationships around you with others at first they are likely to be more super superficial but as you do continue to work through those feelings of isolation you will begin to feel more accepted and included You should expect the process to be difficult at times. It will feel hopeless at times as well. But as you include the Savior in those relationships, you will begin to view others as He does and come to understand them in new ways. While you might not share similar emotions, you will begin to more fully understand that every person struggles with their emotions and difficult experiences in their lives. When you have a reasonably solid foundation and a relationship with the Savior, you will be able to extend yourself into other relationships. Now again, I admit to still being in that process. And right now, I am not sure that I am seeing the end of the results. But I do know that as we commit to a relationship with the Savior in our lives, we will feel far less isolated and excluded. We will feel more love and desire to bring that love into others' lives, and to help them to see what the Lord has provided for you. I hope that as you battle the demons of emotional isolation, that you will find a true friend in the Savior, and that through Him, you might extend yourself to others who are struggling as you do. Until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do His.